Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How's everyone doing? Good. Good week so far? Yeah. Woo! All right. Who's done? Who's already done with school? My first week of summer. My first one. All right. You guys, how many have finals still? Who has finals still? We're praying for you guys, all right? <laughs> awesome. Awesome, guys. Well, tonight we're going to be concluding our series, Hear Me Roar, and we're actually going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're actually going to bring up three of our student leaders to come up and share their testimony. So if they, those three students can come on up and give them a round of applause. Awesome, guys. So I'm really excited for them to be up here. I, I actually am uh, uh, encouraged by them being up here tonight and sharing their testimony. That we uh, we uh, talked about it. We've been going through this for the last few weeks or so. I know two. What was it? Two, three weeks ago, we were planning on it, and then we had all those tornado warnings uh, that unfortunately uh, got us. Uh, uh, Set back a little bit, but we're glad that we're here. Uh, but before we get started with the questions and that, I'm just going to have them introduce themselves and, and go from there. Hey, my name is Anthony, and I'm um, uh, fifth grade, and I'm going to tenth grade next year, so it's going to be pretty good. thank you for this night. I thank you for every individual that is here this evening, Lord God. And I thank you for our students uh, who have uh, the courage here to just share their testimony. Lord God, I just pray that you uh, just speak life into the audience here, Lord Jesus. And I just pray for our students up here sharing. Holy Spirit, just take control right now. I pray that it is your words, Jesus, and not theirs that is uh, being shared tonight. And we give you the glory and the praise for what is going to happen and transpire here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So you ready? We're going to start with question one. All right. We're going to start off easy, and then we'll go from there. So the first question is, what is God doing in your life, and how are you responding to what God is doing in your life? Um, I would say... Oh, I'm surprised. You're going first. This is good. Because <laughs> you were saying, I'm not going first. Ain't next, God. <laughs> You're right. I was saying that. Um, I would, I, one thing he's doing in my life is that he helped me through my struggles. Um, through my life, I've been through a lot, but um, God is always there for me. What I'm trying to do is respond for what He's doing. I'm trying to um, stay up, stay strong, and do what He's trying to tell me and see what He's trying to tell me. What do you think are some of those things that He's trying to tell you to do right now? Or... Uh, it's a hard to explain about that part, but mm -hmm. um, like I feel like. He tells me like a lot of times, like he just tells himself, like you see that guy right there, like you know, just, just go talk to him, you know, mm -hmm. tell him about church and everything, you know, and usually stuff like that, like 
it, does, it ends up the guy, the person that, like, you know, I feel like that, like, I should talk to, you know, and, like, tell them, like, oh, you should come to morning school. Like, it ends up that they start coming and they start being a Christian. Awesome. So it's, so, it's like the Spirit is leading you to, to start talking to people and yeah. hopefully seeing. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's really cool. So, job, man. Um, what God is doing in my life right now, um, it's kind of a lot of, for me, I'm experiencing a lot of confusion and just overwhelming thoughts about, like, what God wants me to do because I've been a Christian for a while now and, like, it almost just gets, like, to the point where you're like, what do I do next? Like, I have a relationship with God and I know what it means to be a Christian. I know what it means to follow Jesus to love Him. But, like, I'm looking for my next step, and I feel like the enemy is trying to get into my head and tell me things that aren't true and tell me that you're overwhelmed and, like, God isn't going to do something in your life, and you're just, you're not, like, you're not capable of it. That's what he's trying to tell me, and what I have to do is I have to, I feel like I have to focus more on truth than my feelings, because that's what God's trying to tell me to do. Is my feelings aren't always reliable, or what the enemy tells me, and my mind tells me are not always reliable. But God is truth because it's God never changes, and it, God is everything. Like it's not, it's none of me. It's all of God. More than that. Awesome. So you said you talked about how like. Um, sorry, there's sometimes uh, some state of confusion, you know, between what the spirit wants you to do and then the enemy trying to attack you. And that, what do you do to come combat that confusion at that time? Um, for me, it, it definitely is really, it's really hard. And I know many of you know that if you've had that problem before, that it's really hard to listen to what God wants you to do instead of like your own self or what the enemy is trying to tell you. But for me, I just. I came to like go by myself and spend time with God like intimately. And by reading my Bible, like reading the Psalms is really helpful because they're so encouraging. Or like even just like spending time with like fellow believers, like because there are people that are in different walks of life and they're so encouraging to me in my faith, like they're inspiring me and I'm able to like be able to be close to Jesus because I have people who are close to Jesus that I can connect with. And just even just listening to worship music and being able to worship God and praise Him, saying I'm thankful for everything He's done for me, so that I can be able to fill, fill myself completely with God, so the Spirit, for, so the enemy doesn't penetrate that. Hmm. Awesome. Thanks. For me, I'd say in my life right now, I've definitely been recently um, doing what I'm doing right now. Sorry, it's not anything my preference, but I've been wanting to be more bold in my feet. <laughs> And I think God is really pushing me to go out of my comfort zone because I'm very not outgoing person. <laughs> um, but I think he's been wanting to be more of a good example for this younger than me. And I think he's been calling me to really step out a little more um, and share my faith more with what he's been doing in my life. Awesome. What have you learned so far as you've stepped out of that comfort zone? Because I think we've all been there, right? Where you, you take that step and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. So what, what, have, what have you learned as you continue to take those steps out of your comfort zone? I would say it's definitely going into something that would be in my comfort zone. I don't want to do it, but then as I get through it, and a lot of prayer definitely, um, at the end, it definitely the next thing comes a little easier. It's kind of like, okay, God, help me do this. So I mm-hmm. can help me do this too. Awesome. It's not going to be a growing experience, but it's starting to be Awesome. Good. Awesome. All right. So here's our next question. Um, whoever wants to answer it, let's start with this one. Anthony's like, I'm going to pass this off. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> All right. What is your go-to scripture verse and why? Okay. So I have a couple different scripture verses that I usually go to. 
reading your Bible, even if you don't feel like it, like I, there's times when I'm just like, I don't feel like reading my Bible. I just really, this is the last thing I want to do right now. But you, even if you don't feel like it, just go to your Bible, open up to Psalms, or open up to the, some, some place in the Bible, like the New Testament, the Gospels are great, and just hear what to God and what Jesus has to say to you. Um, one of my favorites that has always helped me through my walk is Jesus. Um, is one actually a counselor at camp gave to me when I was probably like 15, 14, 15, I think. And it really, really helps me through a lot of stuff. It, it's Psalm 63, and it's just talking about how God is the only thing that can satisfy us and His love is the only thing that can satisfy us. So, can I read it? Go ahead. So it says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night, because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. But those plotting to destroy me will come to ruin. They will go down into the depths of the earth. They will die by the sword and become the food of jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who trust in him will praise him, while liars will be silenced. So that, that passage of scripture helped me a lot when I was going through a lot of doubt, especially the part about how God's unfailing love is better than life. Like, if you think about your life, there are a lot of good things in your life, but there are also a lot of bad things. But God is overall better than anything in your entire life. Like, anything. You can always just come to God and praise Him, and He will will restore you no matter what. Just keep coming to Him, and He is literally everything. Awesome. Thank you. For me, um, definitely a verse that I have, or I guess technically two verses that have been very important to me. Um, James 1, 2, and 3, which basically talks about when you go through trials um, or any difficult problem in your life, um, but it will make you stronger and grow closer to Christ in your faith, even though the moment doesn't seem that way. Um, so for me, definitely middle school, going battling against like insecurity, anxiety, doubt, stuff like that. It was comforting to know that going through that battle would help me become stronger in my faith if I push near to him instead of trying to draw away further. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, see, I don't remember verses. I think that one right here. It, it does get me through. The Bible app is good, right? It works out great. The what? The Bible app works out pretty well here for you right now. It does work a lot. Brian is all the way down. But, uh... This this verse always helps me because like I have like I always I'm always afraid of abandonment like abandoned I can't say it right but like I was always afraid like the abandoned and like hmm. like I like forsaken like like I'm always always afraid of like that no one would be there for me you know I'll be by myself uh, I used to always isolate and have like trust issues but this verse um this always got me through it, everything and to not give up for what I've been doing and for what. God wants me to do through the path. And it's, For the Lord will not reject His people. He will never forsake His inheritance. Judgment will again be founded on righteousness, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will rise up for me against the wicked. Who will take a stand for me against the evil doers. 
unless the Lord had, had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. So, like, it always helps me get through things, you know. If I'm, like, feeling like doubt, like, if I don't have hope, you know, sometimes I just go to the Bible and just read that sometimes. And, like, it'll help me go through things that I'm struggling with and the trust issues that I have. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Uh, one thing that has happened to me a lot, and that is absolutely crazy, and it may not happen to everyone, but there have been times when I am feeling a certain way, and I open my Bible, and I go to a random page. I don't even think where I'm going. And I open the Bible, and I start reading, and it applies exactly to what I'm going through at that moment. Right. And like that right. is crazy, because... People were like, oh, the Bible's just like this old history book of rules, like that kind of thing. Like, the Bible is alive. Like, that mm. just proves right there that God is speaking to me through, through His Word, and it is completely, like, it's the Spirit. It's not anything, it's not a coincidence, especially since it's happened to me so many times. And I encourage you, even if that doesn't happen to you, just go to a place in the Bible and start reading, because you never know what can happen. Amen. Thanks for sharing, guys. Can you guys give a round of applause so far? Thank you. So next question. So throughout the series, we learned uh, that sometimes we have to be bold when it comes to our faith, right? Um, I want you guys to think back for a moment in your in your journey in your walk with the Lord. Uh, first, describe that moment, and then I want you guys to talk about any struggles, problems, feelings that you were dealing with during that moment, and you know what has happened since that moment in your life has happened. All right. Um, one of my moments is that uh, one time uh, my my um, my family moved away, and like this this year is like the worst year I had, <laughs> and um, my family moved away, which is like my favorite, and they're always there. He moved down to Florida. Uh, I, I guess I was kind of devastated, even though it doesn't really sound like that important. But, um, but like one of the things that got me was that a lot of my family members started dying that day, and then uh, my uh, my I found out my brother was going downhill, and everything was just going down with my family, me and my family, and like I just I was losing hope, I was losing trust issues, and I was just going downhill after that. I just started to make poor decisions, but um, one thing is that like when I started coming here in church, I started learning like about Christ a lot more, and then that's when uh, that's when I met like that's not when I met Christ, but like, that's when I started getting deeper into Christ and like in the Bible, and that's when I started learning a lot. And um, through all that, that's when I knew that I was not alone through all my problems, and I knew that through my struggles and my issues. It was just, it, I went through, like, it was hard to go through all that, but, like, it got me, like, I was so happy at the moment when I found out that I always had someone there by me, and by my side, and always had my back through my struggles. Amen. Thanks, man. Um, so, one, this is actually before I became a Christian, like, I decided to live my life for Jesus. When I was in... Seventh grade, I think it was. Like you guys' age, right here. I was around your age. Um, I was going to a youth group, and I lived in Arkansas at this time, so I didn't live here. But I was going to this youth group, and I had so many friends there, and I was just seeing a lot of things that I had never seen before in my relationship with, or like in about Jesus in general. And during that time in my life, I just was having a lot of anxiety and doubt, and 
just fear that was just there for no reason. Like, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that, just like that constant feeling of anxiousness or anxiety that's kind of just like attacking you and bringing you down. And there was this um, youth convention, actually, that they want, that the youth group was going to. And I remember the pastor saying, you do not want to miss this every single week. And I was thinking, because this youth convention was an hour away, we spent like three days there, and I had never been away from my family for that long, that far away. And it doesn't seem like a big deal, but to me, as a seventh grader, it was. And <laughs> I was just, every time he mentioned the convention, the convention, all my friends were going like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, like, are you coming, are you coming? And I was just like, so anxious about it, and I could not stop thinking, like, I was like, I can't go to this, but like, I feel like I have to for some reason. And so my mom signed me up, and I ended up going, but... And I was having a lot of anxiety for no reason. The enemy was trying to attack me. Every time I'd be on my way to Easter, he would, that's when I was feeling most anxious, and I didn't know why. And I think it was because the enemy was trying to keep me from what God had for me. And right the day I was about to go to the convention, I was a mess. Like, I was so anxious. I was, I was really in the middle of a full-blown panic attack. And right when I was in the middle of that, like, I wasn't having any thoughts about God. I was trying my best to pray, but right in the middle of that, this voice, and I knew it was not me, in my head, told me the verse. And now I know the verse of Isaiah 41.10. It said, do not fear, for I am with you. That voice was in my mind, and I knew it wasn't me. I didn't physically hear it, but I knew it was God that instantly heard it. And I started to feel peace, and I started to calm down. So I went on this convention, and I was still a little bit nervous, but I knew that I had that verse in my mind, and I kept playing it. And when I got there, everything completely changed. And I actually accepted Christ there and began my walk with God there. So without God. that happening, like if I never would have gone to that, if I would have given to my anxious thoughts, then I never maybe would have accepted Christ and started living for Him the way I am right now. And something that I learned from that, I mean, I've had, I've had struggles throughout the rest of my walk because, of course, like, the struggles aren't going to end with you become a Christian, but God has been there through everything. Even if I've had other anxious seasons or seasons of doubt, like he's been there through it all. He's taught me joy and peace and just reminded me of scripture in my head. And one thing that I took out of that that I always remind myself of is sometimes you have to be at your lowest so God can show you his best. Like God's best is better than our best. And we don't may not know it at the moment, but God will always come through for us and will restore us if we just keep trusting in him. Awesome. Well, I think for me, it's probably eighth and ninth grade year that I started. I've been a Christian before then, but I hadn't really delved into my faith and make it my own, make it a deeper relationship. And I started to have a lot of doubts about my faith. And for me, being like growing up in a Christian home, my childhood was like, this isn't something I'm supposed to have happen, right? Like, I'm supposed to know everything. Um, and for me, so I was like, there must be something wrong with me. But I started to kind of like research who God was and really um, like look in the Bible and spend more time there. Um, and I just talk to my family about it. And I think definitely going through that, it showed me that it's okay if you don't understand everything. Um, and coming up, I remember one day, I went to church, I was here, um, and the pastor was talking about actually going through doubt and what to do and how to tackle that. And I remember it was just the timing was so perfect. I think it was like only a couple weeks after I started to really struggle with it. 
And I remember just thinking, wow, there's no way that there's not a God if something <laughs> like this can happen. And it's the exact moment when I need it. Um, and so then after that, I really started to, I read a book, I think it's by Lee Strobel, it's The Case for Faith. Hmm. And for me, that was very helpful. Um, just reading about his story and how he really searched for faith in Christ and how he made that his own. So then, probably about like, the beginning of freshman year and then eighth grade, I started to, my faith became a lot more stronger after that, I'm going through that. And so, now knowing that it's okay if you have that sometimes, but just to know that when that happens, mm-hmm. just go straight to the Bible or straight to people that um, have been through that or have a good, strong faith, um, they'll help you through it. Oh. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I mean, one of the things I noticed as all three of you talked is that you're willing to be open to God. You're willing to be open to listening to him. And and, and for some of you, it took courage to just even be obedient to him. And so maybe there's people in the audience here uh, who who may not know Jesus and have that personal relationship with him. For you guys, why is it important for that person to have that relationship with Christ? Or maybe even for someone in here who said, yeah, you know, I know God, but... They haven't committed fully to Him. Why is it so important that we do commit to Him as our Lord and Savior? Uh, <laughs> You're going first again. <laughs> okay. Well, um, one thing that's important is that it's an, it's a, it's an amazing experiment. I mean, experiment experience to have um, with God. You know, the relationship you have with Him, and um, you know, you get to have someone to have your back. But. Um, he, uh, he promised everything. He'll never break his promise to you. And I think that's awesome, you know, because, like, you you have someone to rely on, you know. You have God to rely on, on everything, on your struggles. And you have a person. You can, just, you can just tell him, and he'll just, like, he'll help you through it. He'll guide you through it. He'll, he'll do anything to get you through it, you know. Yeah. And it's like, he's our father, you know. He's, he will, like, take care of us, like father. So. Awesome. Um, for me, so growing, I grew up in like a Christian home. My parents loved Jesus, and I always just grew up on going to church. And when I was little, I loved going to church. I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was five, and um, to me, that looked like God coming into my heart. And my heart was at house, and Jesus was waving out the window. That's what it was like when I was five years old. <laughs> but. I, so I always loved this. I loved hearing Bible stories. I loved going to church. And my parents really, um, they really inspired me in my walk with the Lord. But I didn't really truly know what it meant to have a relationship with Him until that incident happened where I had anxiety and God came through for me. And I had never seen Him do something like that in my life. I didn't really understand what it meant to have a relationship. I didn't really know you had to have a relationship. I just thought you had to believe in Jesus. And, um... I didn't know about, I didn't realize you had to repent and actually Hmm. completely surrender your life to God. And the one great thing about God is that He never changes. So you can always go back to Him and His love is never ending. And He will like, He'll wrap you in His arms and He loves you so much. And His grace is like abundant. Like His grace is always there. So even, no matter how many times you mess up, you See, salvation is a daily thing. You have to surrender every single day because that's that's what living for Jesus is, surrendering every day and being able to feel repent of your sins and know that God's grace will always be there for what you just did on the cross. And from a Christian home, realizing that that doesn't save me. Like, that, I had to be able to find what God had for me, and I had to have that relationship with God and make it my own. 
and not because my parents are Christian. That that's that doesn't matter to me. I have to. That's their decision, and they didn't force that on me. But I found out that I had to make it my own and love Jesus with all of my heart, and because He loved me first. I would say that's um, one thing that's important is really it gives you purpose. Like every day when you wake up in the morning, you don't have to wonder why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? Because you know that well, you might not know exactly what God's plan is for you, but you know you can go to Him and ask Him about that if you're not sure, and that He has a specific purpose for you, and you don't have to wander around wondering what God created you. He put you here. And he has a reason for that. And another thing for me personally is knowing that God loves you unconditionally. You don't have to do anything um, to earn it. He gives it to you freely as a gift. Um, and that's something that was always hard for me to wrap in my mind. Like, I can have someone that loves me. I don't have to do anything about that. I don't have to try to earn that or do all the right things. Um, so definitely that's something that having a relationship God gives you that love and acceptance that you don't have to worry about if you're going to lose it one day or not have it the next. It's always there. Um, and having um, God to go through to pray, if you're worried about something, if you're scared about something, if you're unsure, you can always pray any time of the day. It doesn't have to be down in these hands folded. It can be when you're in the car hmm. or really anywhere. And um, prayer is a very powerful thing. So yeah, that's why I would say it's important to have a good relationship Awesome. All right, guys. Well, as we get ready to close out the night with worship in small groups, uh, is there any last minute, last parting words, I guess we would say, that you would want to share with the audience that maybe you haven't shared tonight through the other questions that we've asked? Um, uh, yeah, I have one thing. Um, uh, is that as you, as you start to have a relationship with God, you know, uh, he'll, he'll be there right. you. As I was saying, like, um, as I was saying, like, he will always be there for you, and he will never forsake you. Even though you feel like you're all alone, and like you just feel like he's he's not there, like no one's there for you. But actually, he is. It's just there's times where it's gonna be bad, but God's gonna be with you for those times, and he will never forsake you. As it says in Psalms, um, that he'll never forsake his people. So that's all I want to share. Um, I. Just think, I want everybody in this room to... I have, I have a desire for everybody in this room to experience God the way I have and experience His love for them. Because you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, like I said, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to do anything. You just have to accept the gift that God has given us of grace and surrender your life to Him and realize what Jesus sacrificed for you because He did that because He loves you so much. And everybody in this room is, is so loved by Jesus. Mm. But we are also really very sinful, dirty people, and we need to surrender our lives to God and be able to live that out. And we can't do it on our own. We have to. We have to have Jesus by our side because I can't do it on my own. I realize that every single day that I mess up every day, and I need to focus on Jesus and let Him guide me through every situation, no matter what it is, um, whether it's with friends, with family. Especially family, I need help with that. <laughs> but just like, just, just in general, just God loves you so much and He wants you to accept the gift He has given you because it's free. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to like to do anything but surrender your sins to Him and ask for forgiveness and believe in Him.
That's all we have to do. It's so easy. One thing I would like to share is um, the passage in the Bible that for me was something, probably one of the first ones I learned by heart. Um, so if you aren't really sure if you want to get into the Bible, here's a passage that really meant a lot to me, and it's relatively straightforward. Um, it's the 23rd Psalm, and in it, it's a great one for if you're ever afraid or anxious about something. It just talks about how the Lord is your shepherd, my shepherd, and how he protects you through everything. The lowest point because there are plenty of those <laughs> from experience. Um, so that's one passage that, um, if you're ever curious, it's a great one to read. And just if you're ever nervous, go to that passage. It's a great one. Um, and definitely, if you um, ever feel God prompting you to do something, you should do it. <laughs> because if He's prompting you to do it, um, you may not know how it will affect everything else, but sometimes it can cause a chain reaction. Hmm. Um, it could even lead to someone accepting Christ. So, listen to God and He's telling you something. Awesome, guys. Well, Anthony, Mc- oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I feel like I have one more verse that really, really affected me in my life that I feel like I should leave you guys off with. And it kind of relates to what I was talking about. It's Romans 5.8. And I recommend you read Romans because Romans is an amazing verse talking about your walk of faith. And you want to grow stronger in your walk in faith and grow deeper into God's love. I highly recommend you read it. But it says, um, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So God showed his love to us even though we are sinners and we are, we are human beings and we are terrible people. But God... Send that through you to thank Christ who is perfect to die for us because that's how great this one is. Awesome. Well, Anthony, Mackenzie, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing your testimony. Would you guys give a round of applause? Just just hearing your guys' stories and that, you know, I personally was encouraged and just, you know, I think all of us can take something away from what they what they spoke about tonight. So again, thank you for just having the courage and, and listening to that prompting from the Lord as well to say, "Come on up and share." So uh, we'll call the worship team up. We'll get ready to pray. And, and I, yeah, I guess we'll. If, does anyone have any questions any for questions? them before? <laughs> no. All right. Go on. All right. Okay, and if you do, if you want to talk to them personally in that afterwards, or after small groups and that, you definitely come up and you talk with them later. But let's pray, and we'll bring the worship team on up. So, Father, we just thank you again tonight. We thank you for for Anthony and Mackenzie and Hannah's testimony, Lord God. And I just pray that everyone here and who's going to be listening to this audio, I just pray that, uh, Lord God, that you just pierce their hearts, Lord Jesus. I just pray that anyone who may be uh, struggling to, to listen to you or, or maybe you are tugging on their hearts, I pray that they just open the door and, and let you in, Jesus. I pray that all of us in here took something away that we can move forward in our walk with you, Lord Jesus. And as we go in a time of worship and, and small groups, I, we just pray for your presence, Holy Spirit. Fill this room, Lord God, and we give you the glory and honor in everything that's happening here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give, give them a round of applause one more time, guys. Good job. Good job, Hannah.